Hi, welcome to the Penis Project podcast. This is the place to come to find out everything you've always wanted to know about men's health but were too embarrassed to ask. Join physiotherapist Dr. Joe Milios and sexologist nurse practitioner Melissa Hadley Barrett as they talk to real men and the experts about men's private parts. Have a burning question you really want to know the answer to? Please subscribe to our website at thepenisproject.org and just ask us. The greater the strength, the more time I've got for you. There's too much talking, texting, tweeting, posting. Too much noise altogether. In silence is strength and peace and space. Imagine silence forever. The Penis Project podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by PROST, Exercise for Prostate Cancer, and the RS Health Penile Rehabilitation Program. PROST is a not-for-profit charity set up by myself in 2012 that aims to help men exercise during their experience with prostate cancer. If you want to know anything more about PROST, including our online service and USB product now available, please just go to prost.com.au. The Penile Rehabilitation Program was created by Melissa at Restorative Sexual Health. This is an online program to assist turning software into hardware without leaving your home. This program was designed for people who live in areas where access to health professionals in this area is not available, or for those who are just too busy to attend consults, or even for those who just feel more comfortable learning at home with online learning and consultations online. For more information about this program, please go to www.rshealth.com.au. Prost means cheers to your health, so prost to you. November 11th. 11 a.m. 60 seconds kids watch on the wall in the pub in the tab in the cars we remember and wonder what should we feel for a minute we welcome to the penis project podcast so today we are going to talk to dr joe well i'm going to talk to dr joe and you guys are going to listen about peroni's disease so if you've been listening for a while or if you haven't and you want to go back and have a look, we've actually spoken to a couple of urologist specialists about peronies in the past and we've spoken to quite a lot of patients about peronies and I just thought it would be really nice. Joe and I thought it would be good if we could have a physio perspective and she actually did a lot of study on this when she was doing her PhD. So it would be great to find out from a physiotherapy point of view what we can do to improve Peroni's disease. So welcome, Jojo. Thank you. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while now, and that's because when we first started working, it wasn't a very big part of your own practice. No. And I had to come across the fact that one of my patients from very, very early on uh, had developed Peroni's disease after his radical prostatectomy for prostate cancer. So that led me to sort of question why that might have happened. I was curious about the cause and the why. And it turns out that one in six men after radical prostatectomies develop Peroni's disease. So in this particular case, the Peroni's developed as like a hard, painful lump in this younger man's um, penis. And that was round about eight months after his surgery. And instead of um, getting some help about with it, he actually uh, got so sort of frightened and fearful that he just sort of hit it to himself. But what had happened was he'd had the incontinence, he'd had the prostate cancer, got through both of those really quite successfully and then woke up one day with this bend in his penis and it got worse and worse and worse and he knocked on my door one day and basically said, I don't know what to do, um, I'm very distressed but here's a picture of what my penis looks like now and it was literally bending like 75 degrees 
to the left and with a bit of a twist, upward twist. And I said, leave it with me. Um, I'm pretty sure it's prostate cancer, but he thought that it was, sorry, pretty sure it's um, Peroni's disease, but he thought it was his prostate cancer returned. Of course, And he yeah. thought that he had um, now got penile cancer because of the lump in the penis. Oh, so I said, I think it's Peroni's disease. Talked to him a little bit about that and said, leave it with me. And then in the end... Um, we went and got him a special scan, sort of Doppler scan, and the scan did actually show that there was this plaque there. And How the plaque long ago was this, Joe? The first one that you really um, saw? It was it. 2014. Yeah, so, so a long time ago now. Yeah. And so you saw the plaque there and then had you treated Peronis before? Never, never. Right. Okay, so what did you find out and what did you do? Oh, by the way, I just want to say I've got a new name for Peronis disease. What's that? Because I, I, as you say, I wasn't seeing very many people with Peronis, but... Now I'm seeing lots, thanks to you and also the urologists have been sending me a lot. So it's fantastic. Um, well, probably not fantastic for the <laughs> men, but fantastic for me. That you can help them anyway. Yes, that's right. Um, so we've I've decided to call them the wonky willies. Oh, yes. That would be uh, an appropriate name. Yes. And I'm actually getting a cartoon drawn at the moment of wonky willies. So, um, yeah, that'll be available soon. But, yes, go. I like that. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if our patients will like that, but... You've got to always have a sense of humour in these situations. Uh, so what happened next was I was actually on my way to America mm-hmm. and I was going to visit family and a little pace, a Facebook group I have, I put on a, a notification and said, it's anyone um, free to go out for dinner in Chicago, as mm-hmm. you do. And um, I had a lovely physio by the name of Sandy Hilton respond to me. And so Sandy and her colleague Sarah Hag in Chicago took me out for dinner. And I just happened to bring up this case over conversation and uh, Sandy was really insightful. She said, this is really interesting, Joe. I've actually had three or four guys in the past when I used to work in the military who presented with Peroni's disease and we used therapeutic ultrasound, which is the physiotherapy ultrasound, which is like a heat treatment for scar tissue and it seemed to help them. So I took that back to Australia with me and offered it to this patient and before we did that, we went and got in this special Doppler scan and we were able to see that, yes, there were um, little dots of what you call foci calcification as well. So we went away, <coughs> had a little bit of a practice of this ultrasound and then after about 10 sessions of the ultrasound, we re-scanned him with the proper Doppler scan and found there was complete resolution of the plaque. And at the same time, there was a really good improvement in his curvature and he was able to resume sexual contact again. And what happened was the plaque seemed to soften, the penis became more sort of malleable and he could engage in sexual intercourse again much more easily. And then we looked around to a vacuum pump that might assist. Not long after that, I was teaching in the United Kingdom with our physiotherapist, Jared Green. And Jared actually um, had a speaker from a company called iMedicare. And halfway through this presentation, this... Um, talk out produced a pump called the Soma Correct pump, and that was a vacuum pump that had a little plastic cylinder that you placed inside it to actually help more or less splint the penis for anything that was curved or wonky, and to place that on during the actual stretching process, which enabled that tissue that had been softened by the ultrasound to become a little bit more remodelled in a way that was conforming to things being straight. 
So that also helped with the recovery of the curvature. And to this day, I still see this patient about once every three months to ensure that seven or eight years later, there's consistent improvement in maintenance and that's exactly where it's at. Great. So there's a theory around why men who have had prostate cancer or other men who have any kind of erectile dysfunction that might develop, be more prone to developing Peyronie's disease. Um, can you explain to us like what, why you think that might be happening? Yeah, there's a couple of theories, Melissa. Um, basically, we think that once there's been nerve damage, then there's a reduction in the arterial oxygenated blood flow to the penile tissues. And so over time, they become less uh, absorbent of blood flow and you're not getting that maximum pressure stretch. And so they tend to tighten in the tissues and that over time leads to um, a process called um, neuropraxia where the nerves are just not getting the opportunity to keep the tissues healthy. So after a few months, then the tissue becomes less stretchy and then it can basically form scar tissue and that scar tissue gets sort of more um, painful potentially as it tries to bend and, and can't. And then we have this process where Peyronie's disease sets in. So we think it's a lot to do with reduced blood flow over this 24-hour cycle so prior to the surgery, men do actually have nocturnal erections. So they get like five or six nocturnal erections a night. Without that process happening because of the um, neuropraxical or nerve going like into a coma state, that ends up being um, yeah, a, a really inefficient um, process of dilation. Also, I've, you know, the penis is full of, full of a lot of smooth muscle and, you know, all muscle has some atrophication if it's not used and stretched. Mm. So, you know, um, I've read some theories around that, that it's to do with the muscles, lack of use of the muscle stretching. And how do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's all the basis of the physiology. And yeah, um, yeah I think the smooth muscle is something that, you know, we rely on to keep everything healthy 24-7. And without that being at its most efficient, then, yeah, um, we're just not getting that repeated um, stretching. So we have the medications to try and help um, overcome that. The Cialis that actually provides like 24-hour th- to 36-hour cover. Yeah, blood and flow. And we, we try and provide that for pretty much everyone from the from the early um, post-operative period. Yeah, and there's also um, some very efficient herbal supplements as well that can help with that now that um, I must admit I was a little bit dubious about that I was told about from a urologist and um, when I looked at the research papers there actually is. Which ones are they? So curcumin is um, very good as a anti-inflammatory so that's just turmeric so you can eat it or you can get it in. So curcumin and turmeric are the same thing? They're the same thing. Okay. Yeah. And so you can eat turmeric but you actually have to eat quite a lot of it or you can buy it as a supplement. Just make sure you get good quality supplements and it's very good um, as from the perspective of anti-inflammatory. Okay. And there is also two others that have very long chemical names, which I will put in the show notes. <laughs> One which is an anti-fibronotic, so it stops the um, fibrosis mm-hmm. um, or it helps assist with that. And the other one improves the nitrous oxide supply to the penis tissues. And yeah, I was quite dubious about this, but I've actually been using this protocol for the last eight months now. 
And that, in conjunction with using the pump, I've seen some amazing results. Mm. And, you know, like, you know, so I think, you know, there's all these great things that we can do, you know, ultrasound, shockwave, herbal therapies, the PDE5 medications such as the Cialis or Tadadafil, um, and exercise, like that whole thing of if you don't use it, you lose it, I think is really important in this. And yeah, I've seen some really good results. And mm. there's also surgery, which we've discussed in detail before with the surgeons. Yeah, and Peronis is it? well, we've actually had patients as young as 17 in our clinic working together. Mm. And Prince, who we um, interviewed in episode seven with his mum, Penelope, was an example of a different type of onset of Peronis. So <clears throat> we know Peronis can also happen through trauma. So quite often that's through sexual interaction where there's often a shift in position and a sudden sort of buckling type effect and that often leads to a sharp pain at the time and then even a little bit of local bruising and inflammation. So trauma accounts for about 40% of the presentations of peronies. And peronies can actually be anything or any change to the appearance of the penis. So it could be that there's a bending, it could be that there's um, an indentation. Often this leads to what we call an hourglass figure. There could be like any directional change. It could be an upward curve or a downward curve, a sideways curve, left or right, or even a combination of both, as in that very first patient that I saw. So it's anything that's unusual. Now, most men actually do have a slight lean to the left or the right that's normal, up to about 15, 20 degrees. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think most guys like lean left or right at some stage. And I think it's really about noticing if there's a change for you. So, you know, yeah. all of our body isn't really symmetrical, is it? So it's not really a problem unless it's a change for you uh, personally. And I think, you know, also we do we have to notice that there is a change, natural change anyway with the ageing process, but it's usually quite marked. And that pain that we were talk- you were talking about mm. before – often only happens for a while. It seems that that pain with Peyronie's disease happens in the early stages when it's in that real inflammation stage and then the pain seems to dissipate, I've noticed. Have you noticed that? And then they yeah. get less pain but still the lump and the bend. Mm. So true Peyronie's has basically an acute phase that is when there is pain and when there's actually physical deformity continuing to change. And then there's the uh, chronic phase where it's no longer painful and there hasn't really been any change or progression Um within three months. So that's where it's tricky to treat surgically because if we actually treat someone who's in the acute phase, then potentially by offering surgery to correct it, there can be worsening of the um, curvature and then shortening of the um, penis as well is is another major concern. So already with Peronis, most men do get, um, you know, a centimetre or two even more shortening. So when you go and add surgery potentially that's going to shorten things a little bit more so you don't want to hop in too quickly to actually do that yeah so I think um, and in the experience that I've had with the surgeons referring I've found and you've probably found the same is that they seem to refer for more um, what's the word you know more less invasive treatment to begin with and then wait for the acute phase to settle and if things are still requiring fixing, then they can fix that with surgery. Yeah, so that's where I see physiotherapy fits in. It's just like any other um, soft tissue injury. We can actually provide a whole range of treatments that enable 
things to hopefully calm or settle more quickly. And this way, hopefully less and less guys actually have to, you know, go on to um, surgical procedures. Really recently, a patient walked in with a um, little bit of a tip and he said, Joe, I've come across something called the Neo Man YouTube. Have you looked at that? And I was like, tell me all about that. And what what had happened was this young guy, I think he's about 32, had come across Peronis himself as a 17-year-old and found out that his dad also had Peronis. So for 15 years, he's been looking at all the different treatments, tried a lot himself. And he basically went through the beginning of his own experience with it. And then I really liked one particular one, which was all about doing um, remodelling exercises. So basically wherever there's a curve in the penis to put a sock on his penis and then use it as like a um, sort of traction device Mm -hmm. and to stretch it in the other way. So it's like a five, seven minute video that we might add on to our uh, show notes today, which actually assists in literally stretching out the the tight tissues. I think we should contact the Neo man and see if he could be a guest on our podcast. That'd be cool. I reckon he'd be up for it actually. I was a little bit suspect about this to begin with. So I, I went and looked at all of his YouTubes. It's about 30 odd, 35 of them now. And that um, very first one that he did seemed to reference all the leading uh, perennial experts in the world. So I thought it was a really um, evidence-based and really important discussion to have with well, someone who'd actually experienced it himself. That's going to be my light television watching tonight, Neo <laughs> Man. Um, I was just also thinking that made me think of traction devices is another thing that you can do as a treatment, mm. for, which we have talked about before when we talked with um, Dr Shane LeBlanca. Yeah. But um, – so there's a company called Andro Peroni, or that's their – they're called Andro Kerr, I think, the company. Anyway, www.androperoni.com, but I'll put that in the show notes as well. And they also have this device that is specifically to give traction um, for penile curvature and Peroni's disease. And um, I think I said once before in this that it looked like a little bit of a medieval torture device, but I have been told by men who use it that it's very comfortable – and um, they've actually had quite good success with that too. And it's, it's all about remodelling the tissue. So that's an interesting device as well. Yeah, and there's a few other ones. There's one called the Peony Master. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. And I've got a couple of patients at the moment who really like it. They're a little bit more expensive, but um, they can be used for less hours per day. And then um, there is one more called the – we'll just pause there for a second. I've just got to – remember what it is. So why you're finding out what that one's called, Joe? I think it's also the main takeaway that I'd like men or their partners who have noticed a change in the shape of their, part of their um, partner's penis is don't be afraid. It's, you know, very, very rarely going to be a lump that's actually a cancerous lump. It's much more likely to be Peyronie's disease or something like that or a little cyst or something. So please show your health professional. And there's a lot of different therapies that we can do so the sooner we get onto it and the sooner we can help you, the better. So please get some help and don't just like bury your penis in your pants and forget he's there and try and ignore it. Like go and ask your GP or somebody for a bit of help. So that other device is called the Restorex. And the Restorex was developed by the Mayo Clinic. It's quite complicated to use, but I've also had three or four patients actually find it really, really helpful. So that's another one that the Neo Man actually talks about and on, on which he's 
remodeling exercises are, are based upon. Mm. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the shockwave therapy that I've started using. Mm. So, the shockwave therapy, um, there's two types of shockwave therapy. One's called radial shockwave and one's called focus shockwave. So, earlier um, studies, they called it the first generation shockwave, actually showed that it wasn't really helpful in terms of anything but pain reduction and it's a quite an expensive application. So, it was thought to have great hope but didn't actually amount to all that it was um, aimed for. But a couple of years ago, something called Focus Shockwave became available and I was asked to trial it. And in my research, I actually showed that about 70% of patients did actually get good results from the ultrasound um, technique. And there was 30% who didn't. And those 30% usually had more of a calcified or hardened area that the ultrasound therapy couldn't actually respond treat properly. So we trialled the uh, shockwave, the focus shockwave on these calcified patients and indeed there was um, even more significant results in terms of um, being able to more or less pulverise that area. And shockwave works on a process of literally trying to create a an immune response. So there's a positive or uh, called pro-inflammatory effect where we blast the area, it ends up um, causing an immediate local infl- inflammation reaction which the body then tries to sweep up in like a mega dose of its own inflammatory response to um, really try and work on that specific area. And then over time, usually about 10 sessions of the th- um, shockwave therapy are required to really change the, sub- the substance. And we actually are re- finding those results repeating in um, our, our scanning as well, our Doppler scans are um, showing that we get even more improvement than the ultrasound. In a typical patient though, if there's anyone presenting with pain, I don't like to use the shockwave. Mm-hmm. So I literally do a combination of the therapeutic ultrasound, usually for only three or four sessions these days, and then I usually back it up with three to ten of the shockwave therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's um, a more affordable and once a week treatment. So I'm just I got a question. Yeah, the word pulver, pulverized and penis in the same sentence <laughs> sounds a little bit scary to me. So, but I know that it's not painful. So, can you just talk about what it might feel like for somebody? Because if I had a penis and the word pulverized was mentioned, I might be less inclined to. Come so the out. technology all comes from the the laser therapy that they've used for kidneys, and it sort of aims to do um, the same. So, so it's kind of a microscopic. Uh, process. So with the actual uh, shockwave, it it really just sounds like a little bit of a ticking sensation. Yeah, it sort of sounds a bit like Woody Woodpecker, doesn't it? Yeah, and it can get quite loud if you have it at the highest intensity. Uh, Most guys actually describe it as more like a pins and needles sensation rather than anything um, too painful. We can be really careful with how high we um, turn the intensity up. So... That's why I actually introduced the ultrasound first in case there is any um, tenderness. But the, the goals are that the um, treatment is non-invasive, that it's more effective than um, what else might be offered in terms of other therapies at the moment. The, the research is still developing in this space, but anecdotally I'm really quite happy with um, using the combination. And side effects wise, every now and then someone reports a little bit of um, redness, but no soreness or tenderness or no pain 
during, after. Or, yeah, I've seen yeah. lots of your patients after you've done, and they're all the same. And I've I've also seen you do the treatment, and then and you've even given it a go, and I've given it a go yeah. on on other patients, and also on my own foot, and it was surprisingly <laughs> didn't hurt very much. It like it just is like a ticking noise, as you say. Yeah, so yeah. Just to reassure anyone who's thinking, oh my god, I don't want my penis pulverized by Joe. Yeah, it's <laughs> not pulverizing. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything else you wanted to talk about today? Um, just that there's been a lot of um, treatments, even like a few years ago, the collagenase injections, Xyloflex, offered great promise. And th- this is a really difficult condition to treat. And therefore, uh, it's really important not to give up hope and to keep on reading and looking into it because all the time new therapies are being um, developed. And I do think that the non-invasive um, options have a role but it's really important to get onto it sooner rather than later. So as soon as you notice something, it's going to respond more quickly to these conservative measures we've talked about. Don't hang on to it and wait 30 years mm. um, before you seek help because um, it's it's a confounding condition to treat, but at the same time, it is something that we can treat these days. Mm. And I think also that whole idea that there's a combination therapies that we can do. There's not really just one right or wrong, is there? It's like if we can use a combination of oral medication, ultrasound, shockwave, herbal therapies, maybe vacuum pump. Multimodal therapy. Multimodal, that's right. And then if all else fails... We can. There is always surgery, which yeah. you know is it can be really, really effective in the right instance. Mm. So, well, that was a tricky part about doing research because I was only allowed to do one parameter, one one therapy, yes. which was ultrasound therapy. So we'll add our um, p- published research to that um, show notes again today because you can take that to any physiotherapist and they should be able to um, start working on things straight away with just a simple application of about ten minutes two or three times a week um, and we did 12 sessions in the treatment but it's a starting point to try and minimise things progressing. And just as a side note there, just if you're in a country area or another country and you're listening to this, I know that um, we, Joe and I have shared two patients that I know of that have actually lived in remote areas and they've you've helped them purchase their own ultrasound machine and taught them yeah. how yeah. to do their treatment themselves and I know both of those guys were really successful. Yep. So don't be thinking that there's nothing you can do if you don't live close to where you can find a physiotherapist who actually does this. There's a lot of things that you can do at home as long as you've been given the right instruction. Excellent, Melissa. All right. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Joe. And um, yeah, I hope you guys have all learned something new about peronies today and you're not going to ignore any lumps and bumps in your penis because they shouldn't be there. You don't want a wonky willy. No, we definitely don't want wonky willies. All right. <laughs> Thanks very much. Now, I keep forgetting to say this every podcast. If any of you people out there listening are enjoying it, we would love it if you could subscribe and rate and review it because that just means that more people will get to hear the podcast because we're not very good at this promotion thing and I think we need to get better at it because we'll (laughs) get more people listening and more people getting educated if we have more people like and rate and review and all of that stuff. And I think you just do it in wherever you're listening to your podcast. Okay, thanks very much. Thank you, everyone. Bye. going to tell you about a boy lives inside me it's been there all of my life hi this is dr joe thank you so much for listening to our podcast we're getting so many emails so many questions and so much feedback and melissa and i are absolutely thrilled about this what we'd really love you to do though is to share our podcast with anyone you think might benefit including any man in your life 
Simply download using your favourite podcast app or subscribe to the penisproject.org. You'll get a weekly email and new releases and this helps our podcast to get more people. And if you write a review and subscribe as well, well, we'll get known more widely across the globe. Meanwhile, let's keep the conversation going. Just a mystery to me I've got a boy of my own now It fills me with pride To see him growing so fast into a man